This is the We Can Do Better podcast with Adam O'Leary, talking about Michigan's 2nd Senate District, featuring stories from Detroit, Gross Point, Amtramic, Harper Woods, and Highland Park, told by the people doing the work, and myself, Senator Adam O'Leary. I'm here with one of my buddies, uh, Senator Jeremy Moss. Jeremy, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Sure, I'm Jeremy Moss. Uh, I'm Adam Ollier's friend. I also <laughs> serve in the state senate with Adam Ollier. Uh, I represent 11 communities in southern Oakland County, where I, uh, where I live. Mm-hmm. Grew up in Southfield, served a term on the city council in Southfield, served two terms in the state house representing Southfield and surrounding areas, uh, and starting my first term here in the state senate. And Jeremy and I were staffers together, so we have known each other for a long time. Probably 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Just about exactly 10 exactly years. Exactly right. super exciting. Yeah. It's also my 10-year college, grad school reunion. I didn't we, go to that. Yeah. No, it was weird. I was actually today, I was doing uh, follow-up calls to admitted students like, hey, this is Senator Olier. Congratulations on getting in. Hope you come. I had a great experience. I hope you do too. That's, that's real good uh, constituent outreach. Hey, I, the university asked me to help, and so I'm excited. Uh, although Jeremy is a Spartan and I'm a Wolverine, but we don't, I don't think, have any animosity about no, the two. No, no, but I missed the basketball game this weekend. What happened? I did also miss the basketball oh, game. Oh. I was down in Columbus serving in, in, you know, the reserves, you know, protecting our country and, like, freedom and whatnot. I honor your service, I had but no you t- didn't find out what happened? I think Michigan lost, but I think I'm one of the very few people that feels better in the world when Michigan is better at football and Michigan State is better at basketball. So okay. I, I think that's the appropriate equilibrium. All right. I can, I can accept that. Like, I, I'm not one of those crazy people who's like, oh, we should be the best at everything. That's just not sustainable. It's not sustainable. So, so if we could win, I'd rather win at football. Yeah. Well, you but, did lose this weekend. That's, yes, true. Very good point. I just want to make sure you knew. Yeah, I'm tracking. Okay. And I'm okay with that. Okay, great. But we are here to talk about uh, Sunshine Week, which is your thing. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means, what's going on? Sure. It's Sunshine Week, uh, and it was raining all day today. Uh, But it is Sunshine Week, uh, and that is a time to promote policies and procedures to shine a light on government officials. This is not just uh, a Lansing thing or a Michigan thing. This is a movement Uh, across the country uh, to make sure that we have a government that is accountable to the people that we serve. Can you explain what that means? I don't think uh, many people understand what it means for government to be accountable. Accountable. So, all right. So let's 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 look at groups that are trying to hold government accountability, uh, you know, high and in high standard. Uh, the Center for Public Integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like a good organization. It does. It's it is a great a, name. It is a good great organization. Branding. Yeah. So they, they t- did a state-by-state study where they measured uh, 13 functions of government across each of the 50 states, mm-hmm. uh, including categories like public access to information, legislative accountability, executive accountability, uh, strong ethics laws. And Michigan failed 10 of those 13 categories. Wait, I'm sorry. We failed 10 of 13? Yeah, and I'm not trying to dog on any other state, right? But when you think of corrupt politics, I don't think, even around the country, Michigan uh, rises uh, to the top in your mind. But truth, truly, out of all state governments, the Center for Public Integrity uh, has determined that Michigan has the, the worst system the worst system of state government. So we're 50 out of 50. 50 or, out of 50. I guess a better, you know, we're always trying to be the first at something. So we are the first. The first at, at being last. At being terribly unaccountable. That's exactly that, right. Okay. Exactly right. So you look at things that other states are doing that Michigan's not doing. 
Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, we are one of two states that you and I don't have to disclose our finances uh, when we take office. So if you want to push forward a bill that personally enriches you, it's up to you to self-police, to voluntarily disclose that information. What about Congress? Do they have to do that? Congress has to fill out a financial disclosure form. Does anybody else? Uh, 48 other states do. So it's, I think it's us and Idaho are the mm. only two states that don't have uh, a requirement to fill out a financial disclosure form. So it's pretty standard form. for people to have to say, hey, this is where I get my money, and, and when I, it comes up, yep, that I, people would know about then it. They would know about it. Um, you know, if we vote on something that, that is a perceived conflict of interest, it's, it's up to us to self-disclose uh, that conflict of interest. That doesn't serve the people that we represent very well. Yeah. Um, we're also one of only two states that does not subject our governor or our state, legislat state legislature to the parameters of the Freedom of Information Act. So um, what would that, what does that preclude someone from doing? So at the local level, you know, when you're on the city council, if someone was unsure about what you were doing, they could FOIA you and get what kind of documents? Everything. So I, the perfect example that I, I, I've used, because people get it, is all right, you drive over the same pothole every single day, and it yep. drives you nuts. And so you want to get information uh, from City Hall, from your mayor, from your city council member. What's the public works doing about mm -hmm. this? What's the budget for road funding? Has anybody else contacted the mayor about this before and nothing's been done? Right. You can go into the city clerk's office and file a Freedom of Information Act request to get all of the meeting minutes, all of the emails, all ev everything around that issue. And by law, they're compelled to give you that information. But if you want to know something that's going on in Lansing or in the governor's office or in the state legislature, there's no mechanism to do that because we don't even have a framework or, 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 or we're not bound by law to get you that information. So we take that to the state level where the governor ran talking about fixing the roads and you know, as we talk about potholes and all types of things, we can't look at any of her discussions about those. We can't look at any of our deliberations in the Senate or in the House about funding fixing those roads. That's that exactly right. And so where, where it really was at a crisis level of we can't get information out of our state government was the Flint water crisis. I served uh, during that period of time uh, in the state house where uh, the governor denied knowing anything about it uh, and was, uh, was really pressured to voluntarily release his emails and his staff emails around the Flint water crisis. And he said, well, I released everything. See, uh, I'm not involved. There was no malice. There was no criminal activity. Mm -hmm. Or so we think, right? Because we have no ability to, to find out if every single document was released because we don't have that ability to get that information. And 48 other states hold their state legislature and the federal or governor government, uh, accountable. The, the, the federal government has a Freedom of Information Act uh, that, that applies as well. This was a good governance issue after Watergate, where we realized we had bad government actors and we needed to hold them accountable. So Michigan wrote a Freedom of Information Act here in Michigan uh, and, and, and excluded the governor and state legislature. So the people who we most want to know what they're doing, right. we have the least ability to see. That's that correct. Right? That's correct. So if we had the type of stuff that were going on at the national level happening at the state level, we'd have significantly less information. Less information, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, we, this, this is an issue. Mm -hmm. only, only Michigan and Massachusetts are the two states that prevent you from seeing how your state actors work. 
uh, if they're accountable uh, to the public that they serve. And so that's a problem. And, th and so those types of things lead us to, be, to earning that last place ranking by the yeah. Center for Public Integrity. And as a result, on Sunshine Week, we want to push for a little bit more sunshine to and shine so a light on what goes on in state government. When you government. talk about that, you said there were 13 categories and we were, we failed, we failed 10, 10 of them. What other, what other things fall into that space? Well, uh, you're now, uh, you're going to challenge me to pull this up uh, on see, my now, phone right now. You can't now. see them, but uh, like, a, like a good millennial, uh, my dear friend Senator Moss is doing the Googling because when people of our age don't know something, we look for an answer, which is magical, but it really, I think, makes your point about how important it is to be able to find good information. And at the state level, when we talk about information, it's just not available. You did a really great job of stalling, because I got it on my phone. <laughs> I pulled it up. So public access to information, F. Political financing, F. Wait, wait, wait. Political financing, so that's campaign finance, that's... Yep. Talking about nonprofits being able to give or not. Are uh, there regulations governing the financing of candidates and political party? That's that's uh, that's kind of the, that category. Is there monitoring and enforcement of political financing? Uh, so F F in that uh, executive accountability F legislative accountability F. Wait wait wait. So the executive branch got an F. The legislative branch got an oh, F. Oh but, but wait for it. Judicial accountability F. Wait that's th so all of state government is failing. <laughs> that in, pretty in, much this category. Pretty much. Uh, we got a B plus on state budget process. Okay. So at least at least that one we, well, we're, we're that's doing what, all right. That's what we believe. They yeah. don't have any information, so they don't really know. Yep. State civil service management, procurement, uh, state pension fund management. F F F. Wait wait wait. So, F on managing you know these public uh, pensions. F on procurement. So as we talk about how we spend our money, who gets these contracts, that is not very uh, encouraging. Internal auditing. C plus. Okay, I mean, <laughs> how, uh, and how then, bad is it when you, we hear C plus and we're like, yeah, yeah all right. Yeah, we're 30, 30 second out of 50 on that. <laughs> uh, but, but again, lobbying disclosure and ethics enforcement agencies, F and F. So we are not doing well in this category. No, no, we're, we, this is, this is, we're, we shouldn't be proud of this. So, <laughs> I don't think we are. Uh, you know, that's, that's exactly what leads us to 50th, out of 50. Um, and, and, you know, if you look at every other state is doing something a little bit better than us, there, there's got to be something that we got to change That's insane. Here. And so, you know, I came in at the, the tail end of the last term and there were some bills that would have made, I, don't, I mean, we can't go worse than 50 out of 50. No, we couldn't. But what, there were some things that were going to put us even further away. Yeah. You know, um, with some of the, the potential uh, power grabs with the Secretary of State and uh, with the Attorney General and things like that. Do you feel like stuff like that is still coming down the pipeline? Do you think this, how do you feel about the general climate around transparency and stuff? I mean, are we in a cloudier time? Is it a sunny I think, day? you know, certainly in the slam duck session, which you came in uh, into the state Senate during that period of time, we were, we were fighting back uh, against a lot that was going to just cement our last place for mm -hmm. a generation to come. And so on so many things, we're already last. And to think that the other side of the aisle from us wanted to continue uh, uh, pushing for legislation that was going to keep us further lagging behind is kind of confounding to me. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, nobody has ever come up to me and said, you know, we, we need political ads to be more unaccountable. We need more dark money in politics. But we were fighting against Apparently bills. you're not hanging around with the right crew. I know. Somebody's I know. paying for but, these ads. I know. But, on TV, all, I feel like what is all the time. Yeah, and so it's, it's interesting that that's where we were going in the lame duck session, mm -hmm. to, to create more dark money, to create a less accountable political system. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, strip away the enforcement of campaign finance violations. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we're trying to move in one direction and fighting hard. And again, at the end, uh, not only fighting hard to get ahead, but we're facing some, some headwinds pushing us back even further. Well, I appreciate your leadership on this. I know this is, this is your issue. And so uh, Senator Moss and I sat next to each other at State of the State. And uh, I had the awesome uh, opportunity to stand with you as... You were the first person to stand on, you know, kind of two issues, one being the Elliott, Elliott Larson Civil Rights Act, yep. but the other as the governor was talking about how we were really going to make transparency a priority in this legislature. Can you talk about, maybe there's no silver bullet, obviously, to take us from 50 to 10, but what is one thing that, that's practical, that's realistic, that we can get done, that well, we should be working I on? I stood up so quickly because those seats were really packed together tightly, <laughs> and it was very uncomfortable. So the more standing ovations I could give, it was, it was a little bit better. Mm -hmm. uh, had a little bit more elbow room. Uh, but the, uh, the one thing that I've been pushing is to include the governor and state legislature. Uh, in, uh, in the Freedom of Information Act, the parameters of our open records law. And so me and uh, state, state, then State Representative Ed McBroom uh, wrote. Can I just cut in? That's a Republican. That's so, a Republican. So this is a bipartisan issue that we're moving forward with. Right? I was a freshman Democrat and Ed was a senior Republican. And we just found that, you know, he's, I'm from Southfield, densely populated Southfield. He's from the UP, you know, yeah. very, very different, different, different districts, you know, spread out UP mm -hmm. uh, and uh, different, 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 different rhythm of life uh, from the UP to Southfield. Uh, and so we just found that this was a, a common issue that despite our differences, uh, we wanted to push together. And we wrote 10 bills when we were representatives that would bring. For the record, that's a lot of bills. That's a lot of bills. That we could have written 11. Well, we wrote I mean, 10. Uh, we failed 10 categories. I right. imagine you could write 200. A bill for every category. So we uh, wrote 10 bills to include us in those open records laws. And for two sessions in a row, we've ushered them through. I ushered them through the, uh, the state house where they passed unanimously. Uh, but the state senate has never taken them up. So with Ed and I now serving in the state senate together, it's like the band is back together. That's exciting. Uh, and we are continuing our efforts uh, to, to push for uh, these laws to, to, to be enacted so that we can get to 49, 48, 47, 10, maybe 10. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good goal. It's always nice to be in the top 10. You don't need to be number right. one, but being that's in the right. top 10 makes you feel like you're doing the right thing. At least get out of the bottom 10, right? That's an even better, yeah. more manageable yeah. goal, like get yeah. out of the bottom 10. Exactly right. And uh, so I think you had some good news about some of the movement in these bills. Where, where are they at? What yes. are they doing? So they were reintroduced in the House. We are going to push a Senate version of it uh, as it comes to the Senate. But they were reintroduced in the House, and we testified on it earlier this week, Sunshine mm -hmm. Week. Uh, and not only did they get out of the House committee, but, the, but we built such a broad coalition. Uh, from the Michigan Press Association to maybe left-leaning liberty groups like the ACLU to right-leaning <laughs> liberty groups like the Mackinac Center. Yeah. Uh, and, and the governor, the governor herself has weighed in and said, you know, I'm, I'm supportive of this effort. This is exactly what we need right now. You've also got the Secretary of State who has done some things and you've been able to do kind of some cool things. I don't want to steal your thunder, yep. but uh, I'm feeling a little bit like 
like it? You know, you had a community meeting. What happened? Yeah, so uh, Jocelyn Benson, our Secretary of State, reached out last week and said, you know, it's Sunshine Week. I was very in demand on Sunshine Week. I'm very not popular any other week of the year, but it's Sunshine Week that I'm like, you know, I'm the hot thing in town. It's better than Dark Monday that's Week. Right, I mean, that's right, that's imagine? right. So she called our office uh, to put together a town hall uh, uh, to promote the public trust, to promote restoring the public trust, and, and talk about all of our efforts uh, to, to restore ethics and accountability in government. And we had a packed crowd in the Southfield Library. On a Sunday evening? On a Sunday yep. afternoon, that's right. We, and we started planning it on a, on a Tuesday afternoon. But this is one of those things that you know is so bipartisan, not nonpartisan in a way. And right. We invited, of course, our state representative, Kyra Bolden. Uh, but you know, whether you're on the left or the right, you know, the feeling around the country is, I want more control of my government. Mm -hmm. And I think that you know, this political spectrum isn't aligned with two polar opposites, it's more of a circle. And so when you get to, the, to, to, to those extremes, they're saying different things maybe policy-wise, but this, the message is clear. We need more control of our, of our elected officials. We need more control over the process. And I'm here to give more tools to people yeah. to get more control over the process. And so and we found a lot of partners in that on both sides of the aisle. And we had a packed house. Over 120 people showed up. Uh, kind of at a, for the at, record, no one goes to community meetings like that. So when you, <laughs> I saw photos, and I was like, "What is he doing?" And they pass. I was like, "Did they pass out free food? Was there sushi? No. Was there food? There was no food. Wait, you had 120 people on a Sunday evening with no food? Can you believe it? And they no, showed I up. Can't. And I they can't showed up. It. And they showed up. Yeah, obviously, that's amazing. I, you know, we, I was stunned. But this is one of those things that just resonates with people. And so uh, I'm glad to be attached to this issue because it is that important. Uh, and, and it drives people out on a Sunday afternoon to want to talk about how, what they can do to reclaim uh, their government. And so it's, 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 we've had a week of a lot of achievements and accomplishments. The work is not yet done. It still goes to the House floor. This, these transparency bills yeah. uh, will come to the Senate where, where we're trying to make sure that we usher them through uh, and get them to the governor for her signature. So what, do we, what can people do? How can they be, get in touch if they're like, hey, I want to take us from 50 to 40? How do people get in touch with you? What do, they, what do they need to do to help bring some sunshine to this process? Contact their legislator. Uh, so we, these bills uh, have been introduced in the House. We will introduce a Senate version as well. And um, we want to make sure that these pass with overwhelming support uh, to show that we're trying. We're trying here in Michigan in the legislature to move uh, forward on transparency. So they're going to be up for a vote uh, in the House. I don't know when this podcast airs. It's timeless, right? Yeah. So you can maybe we can, we'll talk we can archive it. this as a, as a day in history. Uh, but when they come up in the House, uh, I'm hopeful that, they're, that they will pass unanimously. Yeah. And when they come up in the Senate, I'm hopeful that they'll pass unanimously. It's big stuff. So contact your legislator. Uh, and, and honestly, when we were talking about this at the town hall, people are stunned that we are 50th out of 50. No one wants uh, to be the worst. No one wants to be the worst. And so that's a problem. Yep. And so the more that we identify that there's a problem, the more that we can move forward on solutions. Yeah, I mean, and so, so share, share that. You know, don't be complacent. Have a sense of urgency about this. Yeah, it's the one time that Ricky Bobby is right. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> yeah. Is that what? Okay, yeah. good. I got the good. reference. Excellent. I didn't well, want to seem like I didn't know pop culture. No, it's so, okay. Good. It's, it's awesome. Pass but anywho, the test. Uh, we were here with uh, my good buddy, Senator Jeremy Moss, talking about Sunshine Week as we talk about you know, ways that we can be more accountable and how we can take ourselves from being last and at least out of the top, you know, maybe the bottom, into the top the, 10. Maybe yeah, get out of yeah, the, but get get out out the bottom, bottom 10. Yeah. Get out of the bottom 10 on just very simple, honest, and easy things to do. 
Yeah, and I'll tell you, there's there's one more thing we're pushing is holding our university boards accountable too to the Open Meetings Act. So and I know we don't have a lot of time, but can you just remind people why that's so important? Uh, particularly, you know, being at your alma mater, like what happened and how that's probably not uncharacteristic. Yeah. So MSU gets a lot of flack, but yep. we don't know that that's not happening at other schools. You know, I just think broadly speaking, every time a, a public body, an elected body convenes to make a decision, it should be in public, you know, with public scrutiny and public and public input. And so, you know, these projects are ever rolling. I think I can wrap it up because I know we're not running on time. You know, we're wrapping up this FOIA discussion. It's still in process. I hope it gets to the governor soon. We're going to push it, but the work begins anew. It, we don't we don't pat ourselves on the back because we got to forty, right? We yeah. want to keep going and keep going. So as we're wrapping up this FOIA work uh, and still ushering it through, we're, we got to hold our university boards accountable too. And so that's the next project that Ed McBroom and I are tackling. Cool. Thanks, Jeremy. My pleasure. This has been the We Can Do Better podcast with Senator Adam Olier. Thank you for listening to our guests as we talked about how we can do better.